This is Gray Man Media Content. You won't believe what I just saw in there. Today on Wolf Takes a Bite, I'm bringing you one of the most amazing cryptids of all time. We're talking about werewolves, man! I climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard-looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite Podcast. I am your host, John Wolf, and here's my co-host, Devin the Lord Grey. Thank you. What are we covering today, John? Well, Devin, I don't know if you noticed, but... uh. I didn't actually. What's what's going on there? Oh, oh, my bracers. Oh, yeah, yeah br- <laughs> bracers. Thank you. Yeah, I just came back from uh, medieval fest. Mm. Not really. I, I wear these all the time. Um, so interesting story, Devin. Uh, today before I came here, mm. no joke. Hand on Cthulhu. At least a Bible of some sort. Usually the monster of Cthulhu. Um, I got bit by a dog. And you, I would show you, but I'd have to expose a lot more of myself, yeah. but it's on my leg. It's on the OnlyFans if you guys want to see it. I have an OnlyFans? <laughs> I mean, no. Are you making not. money off my body? No. Those pictures John. are just for you, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pictures. There's no OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, because he's my only fan. Yeah, because he's my only fan. Get it? Do you get it? Yeah. But no, anyway, I did get bit by a dog today. And conspicuously enough, this week we had a full moon. And today we're talking about <laughs> werewolves. Oh, that's why it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. It is. What do you got on, on werewolves? What do you know about werewolves? Um, Dude, I saw this. Not a lot of people saw this movie. Um, Harry Potter? No, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty sick. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I, I think I've seen an episode of Teen Wolf. Oh, okay. Never seen a Teen Wolf episode. Yeah. So was that the one where the kid was a basketball player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that yeah. I, was, I thought that was a movie. He played basketball and he sucked, and then he was like the only white boy in the team, and then he got bit by a werewolf, and now he can jump. <laughs> was that a fucking movie? Yeah, it really was. Maybe I saw a scene or two. It's like in the eighties. I think it started Teen Wolf. I don't know. There's also um, the sparkly dude. Twilight. Yeah, he played Batman recently. Uh, He was a vampire. Yeah, but the other guy wasn't. Yeah, the the native guy. He he was... Um, uh, um, uh, Shark Boy. Jacob. Yeah, Shark Boy. Yes. Boo-ha-ha. I thought Victor Crumb was uh, the one who turned into a shark. No. From Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, 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 sorry. 
Still thinking about Harry Potter. I was like, Where where's your trivia, my guy? No, that's totally, <laughs> totally different movie. I actually answered that correctly in a trivia thing once. I was doing a trivia contest, and I was like, which Harry Potter character turned into a shark or yeah. had the shark head? And I'm like, I yeah. got this. Yeah. You remember what episode that was? What? You don't remember? What movie? Yeah. What episode of the What book? Whatever. Episode, he says. Uh, I mean. Yes. Let me see here. Uh, I believe it was Goblet of Fire. It was Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. That was a good one. That was I, had probably, a, I had a thumb through my catalog in my brain. Yeah. We just did uh, uh, the other show on Harry Potter. Oh, nice. So we finished all of them with the boys. What are we doing right now? <laughs> Down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've done one of those. Mm. Call back. Anyway, but yeah, so something like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, some, some next time on Harry Potter, we're, we're, talk, we're talking about werewolves today. <laughs> yeah, lupus, lupus, lupin, lupin, lupus, lycanthrope, lupus, lupus. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Lupus taught the CDC class at Harry Potter Hogwarts School of Fuck. Magic. <laughs> Next pandemic, lupus. Lupus to lupus. Lupus twenty twenty five. What are you drinking there, bud? Uh, coffee. <laughs> Holy hullabaloo! Whoa! No, it's all coming back to the fact that COVID gave you uh, superpowers. Well, no, they made you. It made you smell more meat like, which is the reason the dog bit you, which is the reason that we're here talking about werewolves because it's a full moon. That's the story I'm going to go with. Anyway. That's yeah. yeah. No, I, it's not a story. It's just a fact. <laughs> yeah. You know what it, 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 you know what it was? The dog sensed that I was sick and now I'm no longer the, alpha. no, the, the dog, <laughs> the dog <laughs> thought you were a pangolin. Huh? That's the thing. Uh, that, that the Chinese wet market, that's where supposedly COVID came from. Pangolins. Oh, penguins? Pangolins. Penguins. Say it with me. Pang? Penga. Pang? Penga. Oh. Topanga. <laughs> Pang? <laughs> Pang. Oh. Oh. Lin. Lin. Pangolin. Penguin. <laughs> Penguin. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Topanga. General Chow. Tropicanda. General So. General Wolf. <laughs> Let's do an episode. Yeah. So what do Underworld, Harry Potter, and Twilight all have in common? Oh. Oh, yeah. me. The, the one in front. Is it werewolves? They are all movies that drive horror into the human heart with bloodthirsty werewolves. It's yes. I got it right. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Okay, you get your star. You can put it on the board. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> That was stupid. <laughs> it's going to be a weird episode. <laughs> it's fine. It's staying in. I mean, it, it has no, to. Yeah, don't make me ruin the set for no reason. <laughs> the best part is the pumpkin fell, but it stayed on the box. It's fine. But Wait, the, it was sitting on that, that one? That box. Wow, that was actually impressive. That was impressive. I couldn't do that he's again scared. if you tried. He's scared. Look, he's, he's abused. terrified. He's been abused. That one's angry. And that one thought it was funny. Anyway. Uh-huh. So werewolves. 
Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, stories like this drive fear into our hearts and are common throughout human history. One of the earliest known werewolf legends comes from Greek mythology. According to the legend, a man named Lycan angered Zeus, the lord of the gods. Uh, when he served Zeus a meal made from human flesh, as punishment, the enraged Zeus turned Lycan into a wolf. And since the ancient myths, werewolves have reappeared time and time again throughout history, making numerous appearances in the 15th and 16th century folklore. Mm. So werewolf, also meaning man-wolf, or occasionally a lycanthrope, is a human with the ability to shapeshift into a wolf, or especially in modern film and uh, different hybrids of modern films, a wolf-like creature, either purposefully or after being placed under a curse or affliction. Often, a bite or a scratch from another wolf starts the transformations occurring on the night of a full moon. Early sources for belief in this ability or affliction can be retraced back to lycanthropy. Thropy. Something like that. This episode's going to fall apart really quick. Is it really? Oh, yeah. My notes are shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is like... Look at you. This is like, you're, this is, if anybody had to guess, what's one topic that John probably knows a whole lot about? Werewolves. I have a lot of info, just my notes are shit. <laughs> Did you get shot with a silver bullet? No. I wish. Do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I've gotten marked being bit by a dog off my bucket list. Now I just need to be shot and survive. You've never been bitten by a dog before today? No. Really? Yeah. Impressive. No dogs. <laughs> Dogs usually like me. The only reason this dog bit me is because it thought I was hurting the baby. Because the baby was having a fit. I have never been bitten by a dog either. Well, you needed to add that to your list. No. Yeah. Get him, Jericho! That fucking dog definitely ain't gonna bite me. Cujo, go! <laughs> uh, anyway, werewolf attacks. Now, the werewolf is a widespread concept in European folklore, existing in many different variants which are related by a common development of a Christian interpretation of underlying European folklore developed during the middle of medieval period. Now, from early mo modern periods, werewolves' beliefs also spread into the New World with, with colonization and colonialism. Belief in werewolves developed in parallel to the belief of witches, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. So around the same time, the the witches and the werewolves, those were all tied into the same folklore. Of oftentimes, funny side note, oftentimes uh, witches were claimed to have the ability to be controlling the werewolves mm. in most stories, and uh, that's another reason for persecution because they were able to control the damned or demonic beasts. Belief in werewolves developed in parallel to the belief in witches. Now. In the course of the late Middle Ages and early modern period, like the witchcraft trials as a whole, the trial of supposed werewolves emerged into what is now Switzerland, uh, as well as in the early 15th century and spread throughout Europe in the early 16th century, peaking in the 17th and subsiding in the 18th. Mm. So 18th and 17th century? Yeah, so this all I started in Swiss, it went through Switzerland from the 15th. Well, what became spread throughout Europe what in the 16th, and then peaking in the 17th, 
it was most popular, and then it subsided in the 18th as the stories kind of dwindled away, which kind of could, if this story is true, could indicate that there was just a heightened period of this virus or whatever have you that actually could have been real for a short period of time. Now, the persecution of werewolves and associated folklore is an integral part of the witch hunt phenomenon, albeit a marginal one. Accusations of lycanthropy being involved in only a small fraction of witchcraft trials. During the early period, accusations of lycanthropy, or, or aka transformation to wolf form, were mixed with accusations of wolf riding or wolf charming. So it wasn't even just necessarily turning into a wolf. It was just saying that a witch was able to ride wolves, like dire wolves and things like that. Yes. and wow. Or just being able to charm wolves. Like me, never having a dog bite me in my entire life because all dogs love me. Up until today. It was doing its job, and I'm still not mad at it. Oh, I mean, you It was protecting be. the baby. It was an a- it's an animal. It was protecting the baby. You can't. You can't. It's doing what I would do as a dog. I don't blame the dog. Can't blame the dog. Can't blame the puppers. Oh. The case of Peter Stump, 1589, led to a significant peak in both interests in a persecution of supposed werewolves. Primarily in French-speaking and German-speaking Europe, the phenomenon persisted alongst in Bavaria and Austria, and with the persecution of wolf charmers recorded until well after the 1650s. The final case is taking place in the early 18th century in Carnithia and Styria. Yeah, Styria. That's right. Wolf charming? Wolf charming. Is that like so? That would have been something that they prosecuted for because mm-hmm. that sounds like yes. like a like a circus trick. That was a that was actually a pro, yeah. You were like, ooh, you have mm, bad bad. That's when they were like, we're gonna tie a brick to the, your foot, something and like if that. If you drown, you're not a witch, mm-hmm. but if you live, you're a witch. Yeah, <laughs> makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, they're they're right. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, I think if you uh, can breathe underwater, you probably have some kind of magical properties to you. But is that a good way to test it? Unless you can hold your breath for your dear life. I don't. I think they probably left those people under the water for inhuman amount of times. Don't you? What was the level of scientific thinking at that oh, time? Oh, no, God, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, like, if you were... To throw somebody underwater with a brick tied to their... If they come back up and they're alive, probably a witch. And then what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking at all. I mean, oh, shit, we found one. Well, now what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, what now? We can't drown them. So at the end of the witch trials... And that's going to be a fun episode to do. I can't wait. After the end of the witch trials, the werewolf became... Of interest in folklore studies and emerging gothic horror genre, werewolf fiction. As the genre has pre-modern precedence in medieval romances and developed in the 18th century out of semi-fictional books. (laughs) Semi-fictional, Devin. Why did you give the air quotes around books instead of (laughs) semi-fictional? Because I can't. So-called books. (laughs) The semi-fictional chap book tradition yeah van helsing was there a werewolf in that one yes i knew there was vampires i couldn't remember the trappings of horror literature in the 20th century became part of a horror fantasy and genre 
of its own modern in the modern pop culture. Mm. Uh, the word werewolf itself comes from an old English world word that's werewolf, a compound of were man and wolf wolf. Uh, the only high German testimony in the form of a name given, Werewolf, although a early high middle German, Werewolf is not found, or sorry, is found in Butchered of Worms and uh, Berthode of Rennensburg, which are two other books, German books. When you said Werewolf, that sounds exactly how Dracula would say Werewolf. Werewolf. Yeah. Werewolf. Yeah, for sure. Werewolf. Is, is Vampire still our number one episode? I think so. We'd have to check. It's fucking wild, dude. I know. That People was love those bloodsuckers, man. It was a nonsensical episode. I had fun. I had fun, too. <laughs> the word or concept does not occur in medieval German poetry or fiction, gaining popularity only from the 15th century till middle late, uh, to the middle 15th, 15th century. Got it. Middle Latin... Jergolfius Allo Norman or Gahuf or Old Frankish Vanguf or Old Norris had the cognitate Vichlo, but because of the high importance of werewolves in Norris mythology, there were alternative terms such as Ulinferonon, one in wolf skin, referring to still the testomatic or cultic adaptation of wolf nature rather than the superstitious belief in actual shapeshifting. Mm, so, so it wasn't a shapeshifter. This is what they're saying is, is this is separate from a shapeshifter. Mm -hmm. Okay, got this it. is a creature of its own. It's not just a human shapeshifting. Yeah, because a, a coup could shapeshift into a werewolf, but that's not what a werewolf is. Right. Right. Samurai Jack. Oh. <laughs> In modern Scandinavian. Kledewolf, also used as evening wolf, presumably after the name of Kledenwolf Blasfassen. The way you first said that sounded just like Google Translate. <laughs> Kled, yeah. Kledewolf, the historical berserker of the ninth century who figures in Icelandic sagas. Seems like a, a more Nordic European kind of it kind animal. of is. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of like werewolves are. Well, not even that. Think of the story of Krampus. What is he except for a version of a werewolf? Is he? Think about it. He's a he's big, like hairy, beastly, goatish kind of man, right? So it's a goat. man, <laughs> right? But it's a man uh -huh. transformed into something else, or a beast that is part man. So it it follows that same thought I mean, process. Mermaids are. It's again a like we talked about in the mermaid episode. There is a large bit of uh, Icelandic, German, Nordic, European, Northern African uh, traditions and uh, mythos that's all surround a partial human mixture mixture yeah. of animal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but this is all different from an animagus. Yeah, which is a person who chooses, chooses to be. Yeah. Yes. Which I choose to be. <laughs> Didn't work. A furry. I am. I choose to be a furry. I choose to be a furry. They call me Animagus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
on a furry. If you could be, well, you could have fooled me. You earlier, you were talking about how you thought about bringing your tail. Yeah, that would make me a Nico. I don't. This is how I know you. This is how I know you are because I don't know any of these terms at all. I would be more of a Neko. I'm more human than I am fully covered animal. Oh, so like a furry is somebody who's like it's all animal. Yes. But they isn't that just isn't thing. that just bestiality? No. Or is that where you actually fuck animals? Well, furries fuck each other. It's called yiffing. You're so a furry. <laughs> You're so a fucking furry. <laughs> feels good on the skin. Of course, then there's the people who fuck furries that are still human. Mm. They're just, they're not furries. They're just into furries. Yes. And then there's also the people who. Those are animaguses. They want to (laughs) be. If you were an animagus, what what animal would you choose? Obviously. It'd be a wolf? Yeah. I'd have to think about it. Everybody loves dogs. Oh, so a dog, not a wolf. Well, yeah, a wolf is a dog. No, a wolf is the alpha dog. It's the dog before all dogs. Listen, I agree with what you're saying. But people don't like wolves. People don't understand wolves. Right, but people are scared of wolves. Well, that's stupid. Wolves are actually... Go hug a wolf. Okay. Bet. Bet. You're capping right now. Nope. (laughs) Yes, you are. I will do that in a heartbeat. You're going to get torn to shreds. Nope. I'll go up north, and uh, I'll go to one of those wolf places, (laughs) and I'll, I'll hug wolves. It'll read on your tombstone... John Wolf swore he could hug a real wolf, and then you'll be six feet under. Or will I be hugging a wolf? I mean, listen, if you had to fuck an animal, which one would you go with? I wouldn't fuck any animal. You wouldn't fuck any animal? No. Bro, I'd have to go with a cheetah. You're going to fuck a cheetah? (laughs) Yeah, bro. Because it's still a pussy? No, but like imagine going up to your buddies like, yeah, I fucked a cheetah. You'd have to do it at That's 60 pretty... miles an hour. No, I think if you <laughs> who said this? I heard this on a podcast. Somebody said <laughs> somebody was like I think if you just make sweet love to it, it'll let it happen. <laughs> the reason it runs is because it's never had true love. You just gotta show it a good time. <laughs> He was like, if you're gentle enough and you're sweet enough. <laughs> it's terrible. It was a comedian. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, you should probably let him do the jokes. Yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but a wolf. Yeah. Okay. Again, don't know where I'm at. I think I'd go with like a Go on. I just don't know. I really identify with sloths. Oh, guinea pig. By the way, your wife sent me a picture of uh, of a guinea pig like in a like medieval garb. The mage? I loved it. I love it. It's it so, so good. good. It was really, really good. I'm thinking about getting that one tattooed on me. I really want I really want a high quality image of that and the other one. And we can if she could give me like three more, we could have a whole guinea pig line of clothing. Well, those are hamsters, to be fair. Shh. But yeah, okay. Shh, shh. I get it. I'm down for it. Yeah. Uh, she would love that. She's kind of even still mad like that you haven't. It's look, it's a lot. Okay. There's a lot going on. If she, if there's five of them, 
Oh, you know it'd be kind of funny. I've already told her that she should take Dude, those and do them on canvases do, and sell them because there's nobody out D&D, there doing that art. She should do D and D. Like if she could do like five different D and D classes, mm-hmm. we could do a whole D and D guinea pig like clothing line. That means me you have to do a D and D show. I don't do D and D at all. I'm not even remotely interested. But oh, a lot of you people just do D and C. I don't know what that is. Dick and Cheetah. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in here is an episode. Yeah, there's somewhere in this in this rambling of madness is a, is a what is that animal called? What? No, that's a wolf. No, on your it, that's it's, a zombie. Yeah, what is that called? Show show the, show the viewers. What is that called? It's my shark one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and that's course. my catapus. <laughs> yeah, or a tentakitty. Yeah, of course, of course it is, of course it is. Octakitty. Yeah, keep going. They'll only get better. <laughs> Appa, yep, yep. Didn't you call that like it was like a mixture of Appa and Pocket the first time you told me? <laughs> it's about an Opkit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. My Opkit. It's <laughs> the dumbest fucking joke. Not as good as the alligator. The alligator was terrible. I hated it. Yeah, I got a t-shirt now, so you're gonna have to live with it for a while. <laughs> I like the truth in that statement. Like, yeah, eventually I'll get sick of that joke and I'll move on. But you're gonna have to live with it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of those Christians. What? <laughs> the video portion is going to be very short. Yeah. The werewolf folklore found in <coughs> Europe harks back to common development during the Middle Ages, arising the context of Christianization and associated interpretation of pre-Christian mythology in Christian terms. Their underlying common origin can be traced back to Proto-Indo-European mythology. Wow, got that first try. Yeah, it was proto proto what? Proto Indo European mythology. What does that mean? Proto Indo European mythology is the body of myths and deities associated with Proto Indo Europeans. The hypothetical speakers of reconstructed Proto Indo European language, although the mythology mythological motifs are not directly assessed, since Proto Indo European speakers lived in Pre-literate societies, scholars, and contemplative mythology have reconstructed details from inherited similarities found among the Indo-European languages. I don't know what Indo-European is, though. That's that's half the globe, my guy. That's half the fucking earth. Yeah. Indo-European languages are a language family that are native to Western and Southern Eurasia. So a proto-Indo-European would be areas of mythos and... Things like that that come from a Euro, Asia, Western, Southern Hemisphere. Western, Southern, Euro, Asia, Eurasia. Basically, it comprises it comprises of the languages uh, that Europe and those Northern Indian subcontinent, um, Iran. Plat- He's fucking serious right now. He's fucking serious. That the uh, Iran. 
Uh, some Ooh. European languages actually of this family, such as English, French, Portuguese, Russian, Danish, Dutch, and Spanish. Those That's what kind of area we're talking about here, Devin. Got it. All right. Okay. That answer your question? It did. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> you didn't think I had shit on that. <laughs> So, <laughs> this is reflected in Iron Age Europe in the depictions of Germanic sphere. Among others, the standard comparative overview of this aspect of Indo-European mythology is Macon, 1987. Now, such transformations of men into wolves in the pagan occult were associated with the devil from early medieval perspectives. The concept of werewolf in Western Northern Europe is... Strongly influenced by the role of the wolf in Germanic paganism. Now, e.g., the French Lupo Goro is ultimately alone from Germanic terms. Now, there is a related tradition in other parts of Europe as well, which are not necessarily influenced by Germanic traditions, especially in Slavic Europe and the Balkans, but Possibly in areas bordering Indo-European spheres. Uh, the caucus of where Indo-European cultures have actually been replaced by military conquest in medieval eras, like Hungary and Anatolia. Now, I do have a big section on the classic antiquity, but we're going to have to save that for next class. Just about to ask you, John, what did we learn? Because I know nothing. All right. Well, let's do this. All right. Hit me with it. Devin, break thoughts. What have you learned today? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I learned. I got 47 more pages. We will learn something today. We're going to learn something. I, you know what? You know what I learned? It was nice to see you again. I'm, gl I'm glad you're over COVID. Yeah. I had a nice little time recording. Yeah. I don't know shit about werewolves. <laughs> Well, we've learned a lot about the back history of it, and I guarantee you this is probably just for those nerds on YouTube, but it's okay. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and leave them with one thing, though. Uh, I don't have the outro. <clears throat> no, neither do I. <laughs> Let's leave them with this. Um, how about a real attack? And then we'll get to the rest, because this is all good, juicy, meaty stuff. And all we're right. going to leave the rest of it, okay. of this kind of context, for the audio-only listeners. So if you want to hear us get... Well, serious, I guess, because the fucked up part of the episode was in the beginning. Then you can go listen to us anywhere podcasts can be found. But I'm going to leave you with this. The Galandon werewolves. The Galandon werewolves were a family who in the late 16th century were accused and executed for being werewolves. In 1589, a young girl and her brother were attacked by a wolf. Um, Benos Bible, or Bidil, aged about 15, had climbed a tree to pluck some fruit. And whistle off, saw a wolf dart from the bushes and seize his sister. <laughs> Leaping down to protect her, a betonist drew his knife. Ching! The wolf rushed at him and drove the knife into his own neck with a savage blow of the paw. Fortunately, a crowd had heard the commotion and chased the wolf away. The girl died at the scene and betonist was taken back to his father's cabin where he died of his injuries a few days later. But before he died, Betness claimed that the wolf had attacked him, had hands like a man covered with hair. The wolf had been maimed by the crowd, and so suspicion fell upon one Galadion, 
there was suspicion that it was one, he was one, the, one of yeah one of the family members. Yeah. Oh, it was a family member mm-hmm. who had exhibited a wound in precisely the same place as the wolf that had been injured. Whoa! Now, unfortunately for her, one of the crowd that injured the wolf was none other than Henry uh, Henry Bouguette. 1550 through 1619. A notoriously merciless witch hunter. Of course it was. Belgath arranged a mop and executed Pernetti shortly thereafter. However, as he later re- uh, revealed in his Discorsius de Cicioris in 1602. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> There were rumors that the whole family practiced black magic, and so the Boguette had them all arrested. Perenity's daughter, Anoti, swiftly confessed to witchcraft, but her brother, Perry, and his son, George, were not so forthcoming. They were all placed under observation, and recounts. Uh, Boguette actually recounts how he saw them walk around on all fours, barking and howling, and covered in mysterious scratches. Bilget questioned them whilst they were behaving like this, and they confessed to witchcraft. The whole Perinity family were burned at the stake. <clears throat> Boguette boasted to having tried and executed 600 werewolves in his career, according to Voltaire. And his writings are full of lycanthropic examples. Another notable case, that of Claudia Gellihard, later dubbed the Werewolf of Burgundy. If you want to hear more story like the one we just talked about, uh, listen to the only podcast, and uh, it'll probably be good. I probably won't, but it might. It might be. You don't know unless you be, go. It's gonna be great. Just go. We'll see you there. Uh, thank you and good night. Drink your water. Yep. Do you do you believe? Welcome back to the audio-only portion of the podcast. This is John Wolf, and we are back from the break. Um, I hope you enjoyed the first portion of this podcast, because uh, I surely did. But also, I know it was confusing, and this will be no different. <laughs> True words have never been spoken. As you hear in the background, my cohort, uh, my partner here, Devin Gray. Welcome to the show. We're going to ASMR this bitch. Nope. Okay. (laughs) We're talking about werewolves and some very long-winded explanation of what that means. But let's kind of take a bit where we left off and Mm -hmm. do maybe another story of real werewolf attacks that were documented. And there's there's actual documentation of that? There is. Uh, the Gills Gainer Werewolf, or Hermit See, of Doyle. This is what I thought you were going to bring to me. All day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I had to save it for this half. Right. Only the that. real people listen. Yeah, the non-muggles. Yeah. I believe is what we The first half about. of this is just going to be me putting in pictures of werewolves and doing stupid graphic effects for no goddamn reason. <laughs> Only to torture myself. And then get frustrated with how difficult and time-consuming it is. And when my computer crashes 67 times in the middle (laughs) of editing. Yes. Exactly what's going to happen. So the girls, gainer. Gainer! 
Gills Gainer, Garner, 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 Gills Garner. I don't know. How do you read that, Devin? Let me see. Gills Garner. Devin should read. Is there a is there a, a country where this happened? Because that might tell you a little bit about how it was Europe. Yeah, I would. I would go with Garnier. Oh, why don't you read it? That'd be fun. We've never done that. All right, so here's something new we're gonna do. Devin's gonna read something, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, yeah, we've never done Just that. Just this paragraph. Oh, the story. <laughs> you fucking asshole. It's probably two paragraphs, Devin. Gilles Garnier, the hermit of Dole, was convicted of lycanth- ly- lycanthropy. Lycanthropy, thank you. Uh, was convicted of lycanthropy and executed at Dole, Eastern France, in 1573. Our source of this of his life, fuck, our source of his life <laughs> and hard. crimes is another contemporary pamphlet printed at Sins in. 1574 taking the form of a wolf in 1572 garnier first attacked a 10 year old girl in a vineyard near dole and dragged her into an adjoining bord de la sierre there he stripped her naked and ate the flesh from her thighs and arms that's where the good meat is he then removed some more of her flesh and carried it to his wife apolline to eat at their shared hermit her her Hermitage? What is that? What does that mean? It's like a uh, very secluded home. Hermitage. Oh, okay. Soon after he attacked another young girl in more or less the same place, this time he killed her and wounded her in five places, but was chased off by three men before he could start his meal. A week later, he again attacked this time a boy in another vineyard, whom he partially... Partially... Fuck you. <laughs> a week later, he again attacked this. A week later, he again attacked. The comma is in a really weird place. A week later, he again attacked this time a boy. There should be a comma there. Or where did you get this from? A week later, he again attacked this time a boy in another vineyard whom he partially consumed before tearing off a leg for later. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. His next crime proved his eventual undoing, having killed another young boy and dragged him into the woods. Garnier was surprised at his intended meal, and after retreating a distance, <laughs> resumed his human form, leading to his identification. Are you sure this is only two paragraphs? Maybe three. Disgusted by the remains of half-eaten children in the district, the Parliament of... <laughs> some French word, issued a decree in 1573, which demanded that werewolves be hunted down by locals and brought to trial. However, it was not these huntsmen who caught Garnier, but a group of workers who incidentally came across the hermit crouched over a dead child one night after returning from work. They initially thought the figure in the shadows was a werewolf, but as the light from their torches illuminated it, they identified Garnier. Acting quickly, the men caught Garnier and took him to the magistrate of Dole. Garnier was, of course, tortured into, uh, what? <laughs> Garnier was, of course, tortured to exact a confession. He explained that he had spent much of his life as a hermit in the St. Bonat Woods. He married in 1573. Oh, that's a different sentence. He married in 1572 and fathered children, but struggled with the new task of feeding more than one mouth. 
<laughs> you mean his own? <laughs> I don't know, man. Desperately foraging one night in the woods, a specter, wow, appeared to him and offered him an unurgent, what? Un- Ted Nugent? What is this word? <laughs> Ted Nuge. I think it's supposed to be urgent. Okay, that's what I thought. But it was too. a typo. Okay. Desperate, <laughs> desperately foraging one night in the woods, a specter appeared to him and offered him an urgent that could turn him into a wolf. Not urgent. Definitely not urgent. A urgent. You, unguant? How do you fucking pronounce this goddamn word? Urgent? Urgent? All right, let's find out. There's no, I don't, th- what is that word? Translate. <laughs> English, please. <laughs> what is it? Mm. Ointment. Not ointment. Ointment. And apparently it means ointment. It's Italian. Oh, I'm just going to say ointment. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, Where were we? Ointment. Yeah, this, I don't even know. Are you you even going to cut this to make it sound good? Are you just going to make me sound like an asshole? (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm going to cut it. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Desperately foraging one night in the woods, a specter appeared to him and offered him an ointment that turned him into a wolf, allowing him to hunt more effectively. He confessed to murdering four children, supported by the testimony of over 50 witnesses. That's a lot of motherfucking people. (laughs) Was buried alive at the stake. And then there's a nice little photo. Burned alive at the stake. And there's a nice little photo um, of what appears to be wolf people um, in organization uh, doing an organized uh trade uh, of commodities oh that picture's not for that well never mind interesting <laughs> i think this is the picture that it goes with that story oh wow yeah that's not a that doesn't look like a werewolf that looks like a fucking person <laughs> just eating a kid so does this is this just a cover for rape and Sodomy. I read the word rape underneath the picture of the wolves organized in trade, so that was concerning to say the least. I'm not looking forward to whatever you're about to talk about. No, but I think that story in itself that we just listened to sounded like really because, uh, boy, I was reading it and I have no idea what happened to old Beignet. What was his name? Gay. <laughs> Garnier. There's just fucking heads laying on the ground here. Like this is just random. So maybe the lycanthropy is just a mental disorder described for cannibalism. Is lycanthropy an actual thing, or is that the like the theoretical disease that turns you into a werewolf? Well, remember that thing we were talking about the vampire episode. There is a illness Mm -hmm. that simulates lycanthropy. Same thing as vampirism. Uh, It's like the vampires that like only. That they they take blood. That's called mental illness. Yeah, there is a mental illness for this too. <laughs> so like, yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> it just feels like that story in itself seems like a cover for cannibalism and potentially rape. I agree with that one a hundred and ten percent. Well, the next story is about the werewolves of polygamy. <clears throat> polygamy. Polygamy. Some kind of French place. 
What's up with the French and werewolves, bro? Well, again, Indo-European. Ah, yes. Yes. Indo- the Indo-Chromatic European <laughs> Germanic lore. Of the Nordic Baltic Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is another case from a Francais Comesse, a real hub of werewolf activity in the 16th century French. Uh, <clears throat> the werewolves of Polygony were Michel Verdin and Pierrette Bourgot, as we all oh, we know these two That's men. That's probably Pierre. Pierre Bourgot. Alas, Alonzi. <laughs> These two men were executed for a lycanthropy in 1521. Their trial by Inquisition drew throgs of people and have... Throgs? Throgs. Wow, I've never heard that one before. I gotta look that up. Throgs? That's a great word. That's, I love a, that that's word. one hell of an adjective. It is a great How many adjective. points is that worth on Scrabble? Uh, pr- at least 17. You think so? Depending where you put it, maybe 32. I have not played Scrabble in years. Neither have I. A large, densely packed crowd of people or animals. Wow. It's a great word. Did you know Wendy's doesn't sell ha- hamburgers? Yeah, they sell horse burgers. No. Hamburgers, as described by the Oxford Dictionary, is a round patty meat. We should sue. Okay. <laughs> Way to make enemies. That was that was quick, huh? You were like, yep, okay, on board. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. Any chance I get to sue somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I should mute that. So, the throgs of people. Their trial by inquis- inquisition. <laughs> Try again. Their trial by the inquisition drew throgs of people, and we have... As ever, a full and lurid confession of their crimes. Burgode said that one night in 1502, he was struggling to herd his flock of sheep during a thunderstorm when three riders dressed in black approached. Burgode told them that he was fearful that his sheep would be taken by predators. One of the riders said that if Burgode would acknowledge him as his lord and master, none of the sheep would be lost. So he did. That was most certainly Satan. (laughs) So he did, renouncing God and kissing the writer's corpse-cold hand. Years later, he was wary of his pact, but was summoned to a sabbat in the woods by Michel Verdun. Verdun. Who (laughs) bade Burgot to strip naked and be anointed with him in a Urguent o- ointment. An ointment. <laughs> We're not not reading ointment. It is a, a Italian word for ointment. Yeah. Urguent. We, we that turned it. him into a lightning fast wolf. Oh, he was bold. Verdun <gasps> had the, the puppy. <laughs> Verdun had the same ability to shape shift, and the two werewolves together wagged a comp- third tails. A companion of bloody violence. Uh, oh, it's waged. And the two <laughs> werewolves together waged a campaign of bloody violence against unwary travelers and children in the district. Hey, hey, you know what? That makes way more sense than wagged. Yes. <laughs> I was going to let it go. <clears throat> Between them, the first see, they first seized a boy of seven, tearing him into pieces before the alarm was raised. They also ate a little girl whole and it. save 
only an arm left behind and killed agricultural and arcur agriculture yeah and killed agricultural workers indiscriminately cuz fuck farmers Bergot also confessed to tearing out a 9-year-old boy's throat with his teeth their chief motivation was procuring only free-range meat, the taste of warm blood. <laughs> no, no, no. Which would no. they would lap up like a kitten with a saucer of milk. Ah, what is? Did you write this? You Shockingly, <laughs> they also confessed to bestiality. Virgo oh. and Virgon would seek out she wolves, and st as they stated, they were preferred fornicating with beasts oh. more than human women. I, they I, were finally <laughs> apprehended when Verdot was caught in the act of being a werewolf, fucking a wolf, no, while eating a child. No, he did it's not to say fucking. I don't believe you. I am paraphrasing French words. <laughs> a traveler passing through Polygny was attacked by a wolf, which retreated to a thicket after uh, he bravely fought it off. The traveler followed the blood trail, hoping to prevent the angry wolf surprising him again further along in his route. Instead of a wolf, the man found Verdun, whose wife was bathing a, a wound in precisely the same place as the wolf had been injured. Verdun instantly implicated Burgo, and when questioned, also named Philibert Monot Monroe who never confessed to lycanthropy, but all three were burned anyway. Can I just say, for a good portion of that story, I was convinced that that was not real, that you had written those, those words and chose those phrases specifically to upset me. But... Oh, I believe it, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I should be clear. I believe that that's a story. I'm not, I don't believe necessarily. Would you like to read the part about him fucking the wolf while lapping up the blood? And, I don't think they use because it's word right fucking. here. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to say the word that was in place, but I know what it means. Anyway, now what are some characteristics, Evans? So that way our viewers can better identify their werewolf friends. Um, from everything that I know about a werewolf is that you can't fucking tell that they're a werewolf until it's far too late to do anything about it. Fuck, I dropped the ice cream. Oh, that's a wolf sign. <laughs> Allergic to dairy. <laughs> so, some of the characteristics. The beliefs classed together under lycanthropy are far from uniform, though. Uh, the term is somewhat conspicuously applied, and the transformation may be temporary or permanent. The wear animal of any type, by the way, Whoa. may have Wait, been what wear animal. Yes, wear animal. There is more than just so, wear wolves, so Devin. There's there wear, there's like, wear tigers. There's wear panthers. There's wear all kinds of shit. Wear. Does it have to be a? Does it have to be a, a predator? Usually, it's a predator. So, like, but it's possible that it's not a, a predator, right? So theoretically, there wear could Ted be, Bundy. There could be a wear goldfish. So every full moon, you. That would just be a very sad life. Yeah, it would. Well, I would imagine anywhere, anything would probably suck. Anywhere, anytime. Yeah, it, I mean, just existing in general. I just, I can't stand it. Like anywhere, anytime. You just could. Yeah, we played off that one really yeah. good together. Yeah. <laughs> so the wear animal may be man, 
himself metamorphosized or may be his double whose activity leaves the real man to all appearances unchanged, but instead it attacks and leaves the markings on his soul, which goes forth seeking whomever it may devour, leaving its body in a state of trance. Now that's an interesting concept of this. That's actually, that leads to something I was going to ask about. And, and that is when you're the werewolf, do you remember the actions that you've done during that time or is it kind of just all blacked out i think it's kind of just depending on the story because it's all it's all bullshit well it's indeterminate because the people who confess to being werewolves or witchcraft or black magic users uh they knew what they were doing but again though they were asked those questions when they were just exhibiting signs of werism what? <laughs> i thought it was lancrothopy or something lancrothopy yeah leaving the body in a state of trance and then the spirit coming out and making a physical form that is an interesting point to take that, that's that's a real duality there i think that's something important to be further investigated on uh-huh. now it may be no more than just the messenger of hu- the human being a real animal or a familiar spirit whose intimate connection with its owner is shown by the fact that an injury is to be believed by the a phenomenon known as repercussion to cause a corresponding injury to the human being. So now here, that's, that's where that interesting point was earlier in that one story. You got a hairball? Fuck. Were you looking up some of your wool or your, your fur? Devin. Uh Uh-huh. I had a point. What was the point? Trying to make. It was about the, the previous story that you just read. Yes. Um, and that the, uh, fact that you just read was a good, good point about the point of the story. So you weren't listening. I don't remember the fact that you said. <laughs> There's a lot of information coming right now. And just, most you of it need to stay within the last most five of it's French. Most of it's French. Polyvoo. Polyvoo. <laughs> I hate you. To be fair, I walked right into that. <laughs> <laughs> so like I was saying, <clears throat> There is the other version of it may not just be a metamorphosized human, but instead it was a spirit that left the body of its inhabitor, leaving the body in a state of trance. And it be, may be just more than no more than a messenger for that human being or a real animal or a familiar spirit whose intimate connection with its owner is shown by the fact of any injury to it is believed to actually appear on the human itself. So it's like, putting your mind inside of the mind of an actual animal somewhere out there and controlling it from that aspect. But so that, it gets injured in a battle. You also have an injury on a battle. That sounds more like black magic than it does. Like a werewolf doesn't have a fucking choice, right? That's like the whole, the whole thing in modern yeah, pop culture. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all not, I know. Yeah. That's all I, I I'm privy to, but that would be, in, that would be an interesting fact if that is actually possible. Using well, that would also magic. explain, um, the, the story that you told earlier where the chick ended up with a the same mm-hmm. injury on the neck. See, I'm, I'm paying attention. Okay, just, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. In, so that, that, that explains those connections that didn't make sense in that French story. I mean, it could have been explained by her just being the werewolf, but that's also now another theory that it could be. She wasn't even there. She w- could have been connected to that spirit animal. That okay. was, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it's probably not. It's okay. I'm trying. <laughs> Werewolves were said... 
in European folklore to bear the telltale physical traits even in their human form. Uh, these are included meeting uh, of both eyebrows at the bridge of the nose, also known as a unibrow. Uh-huh. So that could be a sign of a werewolf. Well, if I don't shave mine, I grow one. Oh my god! I'm what if you didn't? What if you didn't shave it? I'd be a werewolf. Yeah, probably. Uh, it also can be curved fingernails, low set ears, and a swinging stride. One method of identifying a werewolf is its human form was to cut the flesh of the accused, and under the pretense that fur would be seen within the wound. Uh, Russian superstition actually recalls a werewolf can be recognized by bristles under their tongue. Interesting. Uh, that is actually a medical condition, by the way, if I'm not mistaken. It's very rare, but it is a medical condition where your tongue is bristled. It's a very rare one, but it, it is possible. What is that? Like, there's... What? Yeah. Think of, like, a whale's bristling of their of their gums, but that's on your tongue. Hair on the tongue. Very coarse hair on the tongue. It is a thing. I mean, never mind. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to make a terrible sex joke. Okay, I figured. <laughs> so the appearance of a werewolf in its animal form varies from culture to culture, though it is most commonly portrayed as being indistinguishable from ordinary wolves. And save for the fact that it has no tail, the trait thought characteristics of witches in animal form. It's often larger and retains human eyes and voice. According to some Swedish accounts, a werewolf could be distinguished from a regular wolf by the fact that it would run on three legs, stretching the fourth arm one backwards to look like a tail. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's, there's also, after returning to the human form, werewolves are usually documented as becoming weak, debilitated, and undergoing painful nervous depression. Uh, one universally revealed that trait that in medieval Europe was werewolf's habit of devouring recently buried corpses, a trait that is documented exclusively, particularly in Alanis medico psychologiques in 19th century. Nailed it. Yeah. Now we all know about becoming a werewolf, how that is, uh, at least in pop culture. But here are some various methods for becoming a werewolf. Uh, one is the simplest of being the removal of clothing and putting on a belt made of wolf skin. What? <laughs> that is probably what? the easiest way to become a werewolf. Bro, let's do it. I'm down. Does that have to be like, do we have to do it in a full moon or what? Doesn't say. That's just oh. it. That's that's one move. I think the, the, the way to do it is to just put it on and literally never take it off until one of us becomes a werewolf. In other cases, hold on, let me take this back again. All you got to do is strip naked and put on a belt of wolf skin. I'll do it. In other cases, the body is rubbed with a magic solve. We talked about that as a, as a method offered by the devil in several of these stories. Drinking the rainwater out of the footprint of the animal in question or certain enchanted streams are also considered effectual modes 
of becoming a werewolf or accomplishing this type of metamorphosis. Now that is I'll, something I would try. I'll tell you another way. I would drink rainwater out of a paw print, wouldn't you? Because we've already heard it in multiple stories. Uh-huh. There's also an ointment. I just said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. I thought we were talking about the rainwater. I did. Then I went back to the ointment. Oh, that's the thing that the devil gave us. Dude, that devil. Satan rocks, bro. Mm. It's got all the best stuff. <laughs> the 16th century Swedish out, uh, writer Ologus Magnus says that Levian werewolves were initiated by draining a cup of specially prepared beer and repeating a set formula. Interesting. And mm. uh, certain Russian songs, people, uh, Russian people gives the form of an incantation in a similar... Yeah, let's try that again. Ralston in his songs of the Russian people gives the form of uh, incantation and still familiar in Russia today. In Italy, France, and Germany, it was said that a man or a woman could turn into a werewolf if he or she on a certain Wednesday or Friday, slept outside on a summer night with a full moon shining directly on their face. Well, I know that's not true because I've done that several times. Hello? In other cases, the transformation was, transformation was supposedly accomplished by satanic allegiance or most loathsome ends, uh, often for the sake of uh, sating the craving of human flesh. There's different sorcerers who also have anointed their bodies with the ointment that made them indistinct, have made them by the instincts of the devil. For, made for them by the devil. Yeah. Now, here's how you fix it. Be- oh, there's a cure? There's remedies. Various methods have, methods have existed. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Say, I, I'm asking for a friend. Say, <laughs> <laughs> say uh, you, you're like, you know, you, your your fingernails are a little clawed. Your your ears are a little low set. You, you grow a unibrow uh, if you don't, you know, tame it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you're not really sure what you're doing in in the middle of the night during a full moon. How Probably would one, a werewolf? Right. So say that my friend is a werewolf. <laughs> How would he go about fixing that? Well, various methods have existed for removing werewolves. Uh, the werewolf affliction in antiquity and ancient Greeks and Romans believed in the power of exhaustion in curing people of lycanthropy work till you fall over. Oh. The victim would be subject to long periods of physical activity in hope of being purged of the malady. Hold on. What was that last one? Work hard. This practice stemmed from the fact that many alleged werewolves would be left feeling weak and debilitated after committing uh-huh. After committing different Co- acts committing. Uh-huh. Of, of physical activity. Act- Got it? Cool. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. great. What's the next one? In Just in case that one doesn't yeah, work. Yet. In medieval Europe, traditionally, there are three methods uh, that can cure a victim of lycanthropy. Uh-huh. Uh, medicinally is one, uh, usually the use of wolfsbane. Wolves. Surgically, is that B A N E? Yes. Okay, okay. Surgically, or by exorcism. Surgically. However, many cures advocated by the medieval uh, medical practitioners proved fatal to their patients. 
One Sicilian belief of Arabic origin holds that a werewolf can be cured of its alignment by striking it on the forehead or scalp with a knife. Got it. Another belief from the same culture involves the piercing of a wolf's hands with nails. Oh, like Jesus. Jesus was a werewolf. Jesus was a werewolf. Got it. We're going to skip past that, really? I don't think that that's what they were saying, bro. A or Arabic origin belief. Mm-hmm. 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 Says that if you have somebody who has a, is a werewolf, you stab their hands with nails to cure them of it. <laughs> Jesus was stabbed with nails. He sure was. He was also crucified and given a th- uh, crown of thorns. Mm-hmm. Also not real anyway. Uh, uh, that's, <clears throat> that's an excellent point you just brought up. Sometimes less extreme methods. Wait a second. Wait a second. Jesus. <laughs> not real. Got it. Christ. Uh, oh. Another belief in the same culture involves. Yep. Fuck. Got me messed up again. Less extreme methods were used, however, in German lowland of Szechuan <laughs> Some part of low-end Germany, a werewolf could be cured in one of these ways, which were simply addressed by three times by its Christian name. Address it, but three times by its Christian name, and you can cure that person. Meaning just their birth name? Mm-hmm. Well, they're, yeah, their God-given name. Uh, while one of the Danish belief holds that merely scolding a werewolf will cure it. Bad dog works on the kids all the time. <laughs> Not conversation to Christianity is also common. Uh, conversion to Christianity is also common. I'm sorry. Uh, method of removing lycanthropy in, in the medieval periods. That that does make a lot of sense though, because my friend, not a Christian, not a Christian. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll tell him he needs Jesus. He does. Maybe not the first like five it's minutes. This the first... last one. This is last thing I wanted to read, but it's kind of long. Yeah, it's like four paragraphs. I could try to read quickly. Four paragraphs isn't that long. All right. So the Nazi werewolves who terrorized... God damn it! So the Nazi werewolves who terrorized Allied soldiers at the end of World War Two. You baited me. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the guerrilla fighters, it didn't succeed in slowing the Allied occupation of Germany. Can I, they wait. did so fear wherever they went. However, when you when you research topics, do you if there's not like a Nazi thing involved, do you go into Google? <laughs> See, she's laughing too because this is insane. Do you get on Google and it's like <laughs> it just comes up for oh, everything? Wait, wait a second. I wrote the script and there's nothing about Nazis. Hold on one second. Google.com werewolves slash Nazis, and then grabbed like whatever will piss me off most. No, it's <laughs> literally always something to do with Nazis. So the American intelligence officer Frank Manuel started seeing the symbol near the end of the first. I'm sorry, the Second World War etched across white walls in the Franowska region of Germany. The straight vertical line intersected by a horizontal line with a hook at the end. Most members, and this is a quote, most members of the counterintelligent corps were of the opinion that it was merely a hastily drawn swastika. 
Murrow wrote in a memoir that but Manuel knew otherwise. To him, the mark referred to the werewolves German guerrilla fighters prepared to strike down isolated soldiers in his jeep. MP on patrol, the fool who goes as contouring after dark, the Yankee braggart who takes the back road. That's just what it was written as quoted here. In the final moments of World War II, as Allied troops pushed deeper into Nazi Germany and the Soviet Red Army pinned the German military on the Eastern Front, Hitler and his most senior officials looked to last resort to keep their ideology alive. Out of desperation, they turned to the supernatural for inspiration, creating two separate Lupin movements, by the way. Yeah, it's Lupin. That was the name of that professor in Harry Potter. One. It was Lupus. Lupin. I heard it on a podcast. One, an official group of uh, paramilitary soldiers, and the other, an ad hoc assembled of partisan fighters. Though neither achieved any monumental gains, both provided effectiveness of propaganda in sowing terror and demoralizing occupying soldiers. From the start of the war, Hitler pulled from Germanic folklore and occult legends to supplement Nazi uh, pageantry, and high-level Nazis researched everything from the Holy Grail to witchcraft, as historian Eric Kurlander describes in his book Hitler's Monsters and the Supernatural History of the Third Reich. Among those mythological fantasies and fascinations were werewolves. Probably the most amazing thing I'm going to read on this podcast. According to some 19th century and early 20th century German folklorists, werewolves were represented, represented were flawed, but well-meaning characters who may be steel, but also tied to the woods. The blood, the soil. Kurlander says that the represented German strength and purity against interlopers. What they represented. It was an image Hitler harnessed repeatedly from the name of one of his Eastern Front headquarters, the Wolf Slayer, to the implication and implementation of Operation Werewolf. And on October 1944, plans for the Nazi SS Lieutenant Adolf Prudmitzen. And Otto Scorsini. Scorsese. It's not Scorsese. <laughs> to uh, infiltrate Allied camps and sabotage supply lines with paramilitary groups. Now, Scorsese had already proved the value of such specialized strike forces in 1943, but he successfully led a small group of commandos to rescue uh, Benetino Mussolini from a prison in Italy. Benito. Benito Mussolini. Thank you. Sorry. One U.S. intelligence report offered from May 1945 asserted that the werewolf organization is not a myth. It is real. Some American authorities saw that the bands of guerrilla fighters as one of the greatest threats to security in both American and allied zones of occupation. Newspapers ran in, in Germany and headlines like this. Fury of Nazi werewolves to be unleashed on invaders and wrote about an army of civilians who would fright who would frighten away any conquerors of the Third Reich before they have time to taste the sweets of victory. I just thought that was kind of cool. There's a lot more to that. It's an interesting story to look up, but there's actually a very huge deal about this whole like mispropaganda thing with werewolves in Germany. I don't know 
if I believe in werewolves. But what I will say for sure, excluding the Nazi thing, is that my friend has a lot of good things to try to, um, to try to get rid of his uh, werewolf thing. Uh, is it your friend German? Um, I think he wants to remain as anonymous as humanly possible, or as werewolfy as possible. So this has been Wolf Takes a Bite out of Werewolves. As always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod. Thank you so much for listening, and if you're dying to hear us cover a topic, comment below. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Gray Man Media. You can find us at GrayManMediaCo.com. Pick up some Wolf Takes a Bite merch and use my code SHIPFREE for free shipping on your order. If you are interested in starting a podcast of your own, please use our link below to start a podcast with Transistor. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any episodes of Wolf Takes a Bite. I love you guys. Remember, question everything, and we'll see you on the next one. Hail, werewolf. Whoa.